You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. West Cork has always taken wellness seriously. Long before there were Tibetan temples, sanctuaries and luxurious spas, West Cork was the destination of choice for people who had the urge to head west for a day, a season or a reason. Famously, the Swiss government once purchased Lizard Estate outside of Skibbereen because West Cork was considered to be one of the safest places in the event of a nuclear attack or accident due to its prevailing winds and distance from any likely targets. But what is it about West Cork that has made it such a haven for the wellness industry? What gives West Cork its special energy? My name is Jackie Keogh and this is The Big Story, Wellness in West Cork. In the 1960s and 70s, West Cork became home to an international creative community who fell in love with its clean, safe and creative environment, the beauty and magic of its landscapes and the joy of sharing ideas with like-minded people. That's Skibbereen-based craft worker and writer Alison Ospina. Her book, West Cork Inspires, focuses on the birth of West Cork's craft movement and the fact that it became a haven for artists, not just from Ireland, but internationally celebrated artists too. This era saw the birth of the Campaign for Nuclear Disarmament, the Women's Liberation Movement, Earthwatch, Greenpeace and the Self-Sufficiency Movement, all groups which inspired many people to live closer to nature to earn a living making and selling their own handmade products whilst eschewing the excess trappings of modern consumer society. For a long time, Ballida Hub was the centre of this creative movement. Located around 90 minutes from Cork City, the local yoga community made its mark on the landscape 30 years ago by creating on Sanctor, a hexagonal shaped building in a biodiverse setting. It is located on the outskirts of the village and is used regularly as a venue for yoga festivals, as well as other community gatherings. For such a small village, Ballydahog is a microscopic example of how one good idea borrows another. The latest addition to the village, apart from the three excellent new food emporiums, Bud's, Chestnut Restaurant and Ballybia, is the indoor market that takes place every Wednesday morning at the ubiquitous Levis Corner House, offering homegrown and homemade produce. Oh yes. Smile, Anna! The role of gut health in wellness is an area that has never been more important. Recently, more and more people have been tuning in online to the likes of Una English, whose anxious foodie posts on social media have really captured people's imagination. English, who grew up in the Buddhist tradition, is a health and success coach based in West Cork. Her Instagram bio notes how she teaches high achievers sustainable solutions for stress and anxiety. She set great store in kindness and being kind to oneself. It helps with coping. But here she says consistency is key. A big thing as well is kindness and in particular being kind to yourself. Because a lot of the time when we have stress, when we have anxiety, we might beat ourselves up about the fact that we're not able to cope or manage. 
So I think that these tools can be very helpful, but the main thing is to be kind to yourself and be consistent with whatever method you choose, whether it's a Buddhist meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's journaling, whatever method that you personally connect with, the key is to be consistent with it and do it on a daily basis. Una, a certified nutritional therapist, advocates taking good care of your digestive health. So obviously there's the physiological effect that food has on our body. And essentially when we're stressed or when we're anxious, what happens is our body is prioritizing escaping danger. So it's in what's called sympathetic or fight or flight mode. And what happens is when our body is prioritizing escaping a perceived danger or a perceived stimulus, and this might not be a life-threatening, this might be you're late for a meeting or something, what happens is our body says, I'm not going to prioritize digesting my food right now. I'm going to prioritize escaping that danger. And what can happen is if we're in a kind of, say, sustained period of time where we're constantly stressed, we're constantly anxious, then our digestive system is essentially shut off for a prolonged period of time, which means that we're not able to absorb our nutrients properly. So even if we're eating a fantastic diet, if we're constantly stressed and anxious, we're not even able to get the benefit from that. What can happen long-term is that can lead to chronic systemic inflammation, which basically means that your body is in a constant healing state, um, which means that we are not able to have energy that can lead to things like insomnia, but in particular with the gut, the gut has lots of different bacteria. And I mean, I'm not going to go too much into detail because I know we don't have so much time, but essentially the gut is kind of like its own ecosystem. So it needs a proper balance in order to function effectively. And if we're constantly putting in different things that aren't good for it, that can then impact our mental health because a lot of our hormones are actually produced and the most famous one is serotonin and there's this kind of statistic going around about how 90% of our serotonin which is the happy hormone is actually produced in our gut so if we're not able to even produce these hormones in the first place that can there then impact our well, our mind because we're not feeling happy um, so that's kind of very brief introduction on the connection one organization at the center of the West Cork wellness movement is Zochenbera, a meditation center at the tip of the Bera Peninsula. Sitting high on the cliffs, not far from Alahis, it is a remarkable place. But how did a Tibetan retreat center find its home in deepest West Cork? Malcolm McClancy, the center director, explains. Okay, well, it was in 1973, Peter and Harriet Cornish an English couple um, came and Peter's actually written an amazing book called Dazzled by Daylight, which you can find on Amazon and at the Zogtenberg bookshop, which really gives the whole story for people who are really interested. Yeah. But Peter and Harriet bought the centre with the idea of making uh, a place of refuge for um, anybody who wished to escape the chaos of the modern world as they kind of saw it in the 70s. You know, a lot of people were in motion in the 70s trying to find places away where they could create you know an alternative way of being and uh, so Peter and Harriet came with that motivation and they had a particular interest in Tibetan Buddhism and they were practicing Tibetan Buddhism and then a community of people who had a similar interest began to gather around them and that was the um, beginning of the, the Zogchenbera community. 
The centre became a charitable trust in the early 1990s with the intention of bringing the teachings of Tibetan Buddhism to the world at large. Since then, that is what they have tried to do by offering a space where people can go on long-term retreats, but also by hosting a very open and inclusive programme. Ireland isn't a Buddhist country, per se. So, uh, so as I say, it's always been our wish to bring the wisdom and compassion, which is at the heart of the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, to the public to serve the community, to serve the world, and to make these teachings available in a way that are that are authentic, but also relevant to people from all walks of lives. So the, the, the teachings are brought in a way that are relevant, so people can, can use them practically in their lives. And also this idea of practicality, that the teachings are taught in a way that people can integrate the skills and the methods of meditation and contemplation that they learn, that they can integrate those skills and methods and approaches and views into their lives to to improve their lives and hopefully that benefit will radiate out to those around them and to the world at large. Sajin Vera is one of the biggest employers in the region. It employs 40 people, Buddhist and non-Buddhist alike, in its cafe, hospital, holiday cottages and shop. But the truly jaw-dropping aspect of this community within a community is the traditional Tibetan temple that is being built on the site. Detractors might complain about the 3.6 million cost of the project, but this is a labour of love and is largely being funded by donations from members of the Buddhist community worldwide. An estimated 550,000 is needed to finish the building, but Malcolm is confident that they can raise it by the end of this year and that construction will be finished by the summer of 2022. So it's a it's a three-story temple. Um, it will accommodate 300 people uh, comfortably downstairs in the main uh, shrine room, if you like. And then there will be a smaller shrine room on the second floor, which will be for our community or for Tibetan Buddhist practitioners in particular. So it, it's going to be it's going to be very very open. It's a Tibetan Buddhist temple, an authentic Tibetan Buddhist temple, but it'll be very open as Zogchenbar has always been to to everybody. And our program will be very inclusive. Uh, the walls um, of the lower floor are are glass on three sides, so it makes the most of the view over Bantry Bay. And we're going to have what's called an infinite. We're calling it an infinity lawn. So the lawn slopes away, so you don't see any boundary when you look from the temple you just the wall will be hidden hidden down below so Karen O'Neill our gardener our landscaper she's uh, she's working very much on the landscaping at the moment we have about 800 trees and two woods behind it that are really doing well I just saw some photos today so yeah so 300 people um, downstairs and smaller shrine room and then the top will just be a, a reliquary for uh, for sacred relics so that, that won't be accessible to anybody and uh, we're planning to complete um, building by early next year. That's the plan for an inauguration in autumn 2023. Uh, but the, the really exciting phase that we're entering into now is the copper roofs. So, uh, so there'll be a canopy over the main ceremonial door and then four, four roofs on, on, this, on the second story. And then the top floor will be you know, you can imagine a kind of an Asian style roof. And we've spent 
the last year looking for what kind of material we can use because um, in, in Tibet, it's a very arid, elevated, dry climate. And so they can have copper roofs that just stay copper. But we're in, you know, Southwest Ireland where it rains a lot and it also is a very salty environment. So um, Leon Rossiter, a fellow director of mine at Salkshin Bear and the Temple Project Manager, he and his team have been trying all kinds of different um, materials and leaving them out in the cliff and seeing how they fare. So we found a copper alloy um, uh, that shines like gold and that actually will retain its color um, year round, uh, regardless of the elements. So, uh, so it's going to be very, very special. Yeah, it's going to be unique in the world, certainly. Regardless of your religious persuasion or none, the fact that the centre doesn't have a gate is an indication that it has an open door policy, pretty much like West Cork. And that brings us back to our opening question. What is it about West Cork and the energy here that has allowed it to develop into such a haven and centre for wellness over the last half century? We'll give the final word to Alison Osmond. I think if you look um, if you look around the landscapes of West Cork, you can see you can see that the history. And I'm talking about you know over the last thousand years, walls have walls stone walls have been built. You know the landscape has been moulded and changed by human activity, and that's all done by hand. And so I don't know. I feel that that past people from the past leave a certain legacy, and it's not just a physical one. It's it's knowing that a stone that you pick up from a stone wall was laid there by somebody on purpose because it was the right size and the right shape. So it's kind of a historic thing. And it's the fact that you can still see the mark of the human hand in the landscape. So you kind of do feel inspired by that and you can relate to that very closely. Um, you know, the, the landscape has been molded by the human hand. It, it, it doesn't look like now what it looked like a thousand years ago. So I, I think those people leave a certain energy in the work that they do which inspires people. Wellness in West Cork was written and produced by Jack McCarran and Jackie Kyo. It was edited by Jack McCarran with reporting from Jackie Kyo. Series editor is Siobhan Cronin. The Big Story is a Southern Star Media production. For more stories like this, subscribe to The Big Story wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at www.southernstar.ie. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie